special guest host michael stefano from obstacle running adventures i'm with evan on day five evan how are you feeling uh today was kind of rough to be honest with you we started off and we were at erie's ocr battlegrounds my name is jackie kramer i'm from erie pa and my husband and i are the race directors at erie ocr battlegrounds in erie pennsylvania so it is a permanent course in erie it's about 1.5 miles and has 20 to 25 obstacles and the part of the course was closed due to the you know winter time and the weather it was a little chilly this morning the uh i got all the feeling back in my toes now so i'm having a good time and some of the obstacles like essentially weren't functioning at that point because you know they're closed normally for the winter so but they made a special exception for us and they opened it which was awesome so we do the first lap and it was 0.6 miles 15 obstacles a lot of obstacles for the mileage you're running so it's fun i like it and i quickly started doing the math in my head of how long it would take me to finish and it was going to be i mean it was going to be like 20 hours like it would have been insane so yeah so at that point we ran a couple laps exactly like that and then we started adding little kind of runs in the middle so we do an obstacle and then we kind of do a loop through part of the field you know in the end we ended up doing essentially three miles of obstacles and then two miles of road running uh, repeated over and over again and totaled a total of 26 miles 225 obstacles that's incredible Now, uh, let's get right to how the course was itself. So it was very obstacle-dense. What kind of obstacles did they have out there? A lot of fun stuff. The course is definitely fun. There's some fun obstacles. They had monkey bars. They had a rope climb. They had a warped wall. They had um, the one from Bonefrog with the tires. They had two of those. Uh, They had several stream crossings. They had a rig setup, a bunch of walls, a giant ladder-type obstacle, and a traverse wall. And this course sounded familiar. Uh, I believe I read it in one of your books, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I covered it in Mudrun Guide's Ultimate OCR Bucket List. So a bunch of obstacle races in the U.S., what I think you should do. And it's listed in the uh, permanent obstacle course racing section for the permanent courses. Now, you said you had to balance between uh, obstacle course and the regular road running. I know that you like usually ratio of like four obstacles for every mile. Um, how much road running did you do to kind of balance it out? I did a total of, I think, 10 miles on the road. Um, but like I said, I still did 225 obstacles, which is more than most of the other days. At first, I kind of felt bad, and then I was like, well, I still wanted to cover the distance, and I still wanted to do a lot of the obstacles, and you know, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. And how was the additional road running? I went out with you for a bit, and uh, it seemed dangerous. Yeah, it was a little sketchy. I mean, we're right on the side of like a, not quite a full highway, but it was it was a high speed limit, so uh, there was some cars were cutting kind of close, and... Um, but and then you know part of the shoulder is kind of icy, so we took our time and you know we ended up cutting one of them short and doing more mileage on the course due to uh, essentially the sun going down. And I noticed that you've been taking a lot of those energy strips. Uh, what are those about? How are they helping you? Yeah, so I was feeling really lethargic today. You know, I've, I haven't been sleeping that much. Uh, my body's been hurting, and then we've been traveling a lot, and I just felt really sluggish today. And the Elite Ops Energy Strips, they're essentially 100 milligrams of caffeine in like a Listerine strip. And it kind of gives me a boost of energy 
So as I was getting sleepy, especially when the sun goes down, you know, like your circadian rhythm is linked to that. So I was just getting sleepy. So I, I took one of those and gave me a quick boost and allowed me to power through to the finish. But it's just impressive that Evan's still going at such a fast pace for all the miles he's done so far. Luckily, while there wasn't a lot of people that, that came out today, there were some people that paced you for a long time, right? We're on mile, what's that, 20? Are we on 20? Going on yeah. 20? Who were they? Yeah, we had Tim. Tim Connor, and I'm from North Ridgeville, Ohio. And then we had Amy Padgett. Amy Padgett from Cleveland, Ohio. Amy's on the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro team, five-time, maybe six-time American Ninja Warrior veteran, been to Las Vegas Finals. And she's she's a phenomenal athlete, right? She's been on the overall podium of OCR World Championships and on the overall podium of World's Toughest Mudder. And at one point, she might still be the only person who has that accomplishment. I, I'd have to double-check. But, you know, what I really liked is, one... You know, she's on my team, so I, I know her really well. I found out about the challenge through Facebook and through the Conquer the Gauntlet team. And two, she was she ran almost every obstacle mile with me and did all the obstacles with me. So, you know, it gave me kind of some, some shared camaraderie there that someone else is suffering at the same time you are and doing the same obstacles. And, you know, she did. The, the impressive part is she did every obstacle I did, right? Like, I mean, I basically went 15 laps of the course and, I mean, I didn't quite fail an obstacle. I guess I did. I, I failed a couple because a couple times in the rig and the traverse wall, I went to swing for the bell and I just completely whiffed and it came down. But I was like, eh, close enough. And yeah, I know a few people on uh, Instagram and social media noticed that uh, there was some comments, uh, all in good fun, of course. Uh, but I, I'm really happy that words spreading was continuing to get more pacers. <laughs> it came out because uh, Amy told me I had to, and. Uh... <laughs> She said, guess what we're doing today? And I said, what? And she said, we're going to go run in the snow. And I said, okay. He's somebody that we follow and just have been around in the OCR community. Um, again, why, why are we doing this for the people that are, aren't entirely sure? Again, it's uh, three big reasons. One, uh, personal challenge. I like being challenged. I like challenging myself. Two, raise awareness to the sport of OCR, right? I think, especially with Bobby's Stoke Shed videos, it's spreading to people outside of the OCR community. And they're like... There's a guy doing what now and where and how long? Um, so, you know, I think if, if they can see that I can do eight days of a preposterous number of miles and obstacles, surely they can get out and do a 5K OCR. And then the third reason, the big reason, uh, Folds of Honor, scholarship money for children whose parents were killed and wounded in action. As a veteran who's been in the military 15 years, obviously a lot of personal connection there. I've lost friends in combat and, you know, I think as... A little kid that lost his parents due to self-sacrifice for the country. I don't think they should have to worry about anything. So I really like Folds of Honor. They give very high percentage of their the money they collect to the actual scholarship fund. And there's a tangible benefit, right? Like you can see the scholarship going to the kid. I think it's a great idea. I think, uh, you know, if he can get more people that knows about it and can raise more money, I mean, I think it's a great idea. You know, it's definitely a worthy cause. And I... I fully support that yeah it definitely seems like a good cause and again if you come out you get a shirt and a belt buckle now why why the belt buckle so the belt buckle is a common theme in ultra running usually it's given out for a hundred miler uh, but occasionally you sometimes you see them for 50 milers or 50k something like that but you know i i've obviously we've already exceeded 100 miles i'm at 136 miles total uh for the first five days and so in my personal opinion, I've earned, I've earned a belt buckle, but I wanted to give them to the participants too because, you know, I need and want you guys there pacing me and it makes it a hundred times easier on me. So in a way, every participant that has come out and paced me, even for one lap, has earned a piece of that belt buckle. So I thought it'd be cool to share that kind of prize or that 
uh, metal with everyone. So that's why I went with the belt buckle. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now, coming up, we're currently driving to Columbus, Ohio, to Michelle Warnke's Movement Lab. Uh, what are your thoughts going into this place now? Excited to be back in a gym for a day. You know, it's been been a brutal three days out in the cold. The temperatures have been low. And even, you know, I look at my pacers, I look at what they're wearing, and I'm typically wearing one more layer because uh, my body's just been cold due to the exposure. and I'm having a little more trouble regulating my body temperature than, let's say, what most normal people are doing. So I think what people missed yesterday was we recorded an episode, got in the car, drove for a couple hours, and we get out at a gas station, and I can't walk without limping. I'm like lifting my leg up um, to kind of move through the gas station. And I started getting a little worried. So my right hip flexor was starting to go, and my right ankle uh, was kind of in pain. Kind of basically when I, you know, when you do the running motion and your foot flexes up, it sends like some pain through like my shin area. So basically sat in the rapid reboots for a while, used the complex massage gun, kind of massaged it. And then I threw rock tape all over my legs this morning, threw on my compression pants and it seemed to hold everything together. So big fan of the rock tape. It's, it works way better than I feel like scientifically it should, but it, it held me together. And then the other t- trick I used was, well, it's not really a trick. It's an unfortunate circumstance, but on the very first lap, I broke through the ice and went about thigh deep in water. And suddenly you stop caring about your ankle and any other sore parts of your body when you're, you know, thigh deep in water and it's 30 degrees out. Yeah, no, that's a definitely, definitely a good point. And yeah, luckily, despite the pain and the suffering, there's a lot of people out there rooting for you. Stay warm. <laughs> it's pretty cold out there today. Just stay warm, keep moving. And he's crazy. He's a beast. Oh, he doesn't need my encouragement. That's for sure. He's doing a great job. You know, uh, he's staying motivated. He's uh, having a good time. They have their feelings as to why you'll definitely be able to finish this. I know Evan's awesome. He's stubborn, so he's going to finish, but <laughs> they keep it up. He's doing awesome. Uh, so yeah, going on to day six. Yeah, excited for day six. Uh, glad day five is in the books. You know, for, for me, for day five, it started off a little rough. It was a very cold start this morning. Like I said, when I, at the beginning, when I was talking about how low each lap was in mileage, I started to kind of, I don't think I showed it externally too much, but I was definitely starting to go to a dark place. And then kind of rallied once we figured out a good plan to cover some mileage, but still get a lot of obstacles. And then actually, you know, usually the t- miles 10 to 20 are the worst for me, just because it feels like it's ticking by really slowly. Um, for this one, it was actually like one to six was really bad. And then actually the last couple were really bad because we had put so many tracks down on that course. We created mud pits from just from walking and my feet got wet. I mean, every, Every like 200 feet, you're walking through a puddle where your feet get wet. Whereas in, you know, the Noob Sanity courses, a lot of the times I was able to figure out where it was still frozen and where I could kind of hop over without getting my feet wet. And, you know, when you're this far into an event, it's like lots of little things bother you. But at the same time, whatever's bothering you, you'll always, if you get rid of that, you'll find something else that's bothering you, right? It's just like, what is bothering me the most at this moment? And there's really no good, like you can never get to zero and nothing's bothering you because... You basically just go down the list of the next thing. And I know that. You just push that to the side and keep moving forward. You know, you got three options. You can speed up, you can slow down, or you can go at the same pace. And that's really it. 